Hashtag SAFM Sound Awake. Let's talk our wellness corner today. We speak about people pleasing and uh, why are we people pleasers, some of us, and how does being a people pleaser affect us and uh, those people around us? So let's get clarity from Paula Quincy, relationship coach, author, and speaker in our wellness corner. Paula, a great uh, morning to you. Thanks for joining us. Always great chatting. How are you? Morning to you, Asanda, and the listeners. I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. Okay, so what, what, how would we describe a, pe- a person or people pleaser? I guess it is kind of self-explanatory, but maybe not so much. Yeah, you know, people pleasing can be, you know, initially the intention can be, well, you know, I'm just being kind and I'm being thoughtful and considerate about others. And it's when you go out of your way to do things for people because, you know, you, you want to do things for them. But when it starts becoming where you put your own, where you put everyone else's needs before your own, that's when it can become, when it does become people pleasing and you start sacrificing your own needs and your own life to keep other people happy. So what makes us people pleasers? How do we become people pleasers? So there's many different reasons why. So from from childhood, for example, if you've grown up in a toxic environment or an abusive environment, um, or, or you've experienced a trauma, for example, your parents got divorced. As a child, you could have developed those tendencies because, you know, to keep the peace. You don't like conflict and confrontation. So you try and keep the peace by, you know, going above and beyond. Other reasons could be because you've got a low um, self-esteem, low self-confidence or low self-worth. And based on that, you need other people to like you. You want to be, you know, you want to be accepted and you want to fit in. Um, it could also be because you have difficulty in saying no and putting down boundaries, healthy boundaries for others. And it could mm-hmm. also be in terms of your own insecurities and, and the need for perfectionism. You know, you want to make sure that everybody's happy and it's like we're living this perfect, happy life, which is unrealistic as we know. Yeah. So how do we differentiate then between being kind and people pleasing? You say, you know, there's a point where you start putting others needs before your own when that sacrifice comes in there i think you've got to start recognizing the signs first around how does doing things for other people make you feel are you feeling resentful every time you know people ask you to do things so you say yes but deep down you start feeling resentful about it you you don't have a life of your own you don't get to do the things that you want to do because you're always so busy doing things for other people and it, it just it steals your energy from yourself and your own life because you can become so consumed with others. And that can lead to frustration and anger and resentment. And it can leave you feeling anxious and stressed as well. So you've got to look at the signs first and then really do that sort of self-work around why am I doing these things? Or why And why am I feeling like this? Is it because I really want to or is it because of other reasons? So does it seem, it seems as you're talking, you know, I'm thinking women, we are, you know, the so-called nurturers and we are moms, some of us. Will it be a struggle more for this gender then than others? Traditionally, yes. Women do tend to be people pleasers more than men because of our nurturing instinct, absolutely. And because we just want to take care of other people. And um, it, it is often hard, especially moms, because you know moms tend to put their family needs and everyone else's needs before themselves. 
and as a natural sort of way of I'm taking care of my family but then they don't have time for themselves and they don't do things that they want to do or they tend to lose themselves in their family and you know not their careers and and time for themselves and things that they want to do so what kind of emotions then does it evoke uh, people pleasing within the people uh, pleaser? So the person who's a people pleaser, what kind of emotions can it lead to that they are uh, engaged in people pleasing? Well, you can feel like you're being taken advantage of, you know, you just think that people only come to you and ask you things when they when they need something from you, or when they want you to do something or when they want, you know, when they want money, because often, you know, we can be generous in different ways. And we can want to help in different ways. So we can feel like we're being taken advantage of, and that can lead to us feeling frustrated with the people in our lives, mm-hmm. that they don't care about us. And even anger and resentment can be underlying issues as well. How is it unhealthy to others? So we talk about how it affects us, you know, or the person who is a people pleaser. But the people around us, if we are a, ple- a people pleaser, how is it unhealthy for them? Well, first of all, if we don't speak up and speak out, we don't make those people aware about the impact on how they are making us feel or how we are feeling about these situations, which means we just enable them to keep doing more of the same. And therefore, they we, they don't know about our boundaries that we may want to put in place, but we haven't been able to voice them yet. So they keep stepping over those boundaries and they don't know how to respect us as a person or, or what our boundaries are because we don't communicate them. And because an impulse or the impulse of a people pleaser is to go along with, with others, what immediate replies can we suggest then for a person who is a people pleaser to give for a peace of mind or maybe while they're still thinking of how to deal with the situation? Yeah, so for a people pleaser, it's really going to have to start with, with implementing what I call small no's until you build up your confidence to put down a big no or a big boundary. So you could, for example, if you don't have the courage to say an outright no, you could say something like, well, I'm sorry, I can't help you with this right now, but I can do it for you tomorrow or the next day. Or um, I've got so many things on my plate at the moment. Can I let you know? Can I come back to you? And that can kind of give you some time to really sit and process this around how you really feel about it and if you really want to do it. Or to be able to put down a note and, and back, you know, coming back and saying, you know, I've, I've had a look at my schedule and I just don't have the capacity for this. I'm sorry. And the longer term interventions, will it always be that a people pleaser needs to stop being a people pleaser or they just need to reach a balance while being as they are? I think it's definitely about reaching a balance and first of all, understanding, you know, what your motive is behind the things and behind your actions. And do you feel comfortable with that? Do you feel it is healthy? And if you, you know, if you need help working through and processing those things to go and find a professional that can help you to really discover what is the source of this kind of behavior, you know, is it past history, past experiences, or is it something else that's going on for you? Yeah, and, and I keep, as I talk about people-pleasing, switching between us and they and them, because I think to some degree, maybe we all have been a, a people-pleaser and we've got elements of it. Uh, and at the same time, you know, we, we talk of others as being people-pleasers and maybe don't realize it in ourselves. But how does a people-pleaser match their choices with their values? That's a very important thing. The most important thing is knowing what your values are first. And many people don't know what their values are. 
and our values change over time, then you know they're not cast in stone. So as we evolve through life stages and life milestones, our priorities and our outlook on life changes. So it's important as an individual to check in with your values and what they are at that point in your life. And because our values enable us to put down healthy boundaries. And um, you know, if if we aren't able to live our values, we're not being true to ourselves. We're not living our truth. We're not being authentic. We're not being real. We're putting on a facade for ourselves and for others too. All right. Well, uh, we leave it there. But thanks so much for joining us, Paula. How do we connect with you on the socials? I'm on all the social media platforms: so Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and my website, PaulaQuincy.com. Thanks again uh, for joining us. We appreciate your time. Have a good day. Paula Quincy, thanks, uh, relationship coach, author and speaker, talking to us in our wellness corner.